Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Freaking first cut. Golly! Welcome to the First Cup Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, and this is your round three recap for this week's Travelers Championship. And joining me to break it all down, it's Mark Immelman. Mark, good to hear you on the coverage. Good to see you. Welcome. Thanks, Rick. Good to be with you, mate. Uh, yeah, it was a fun sort of an afternoon out there at the Travelers. And ordinary, it was a strange afternoon because ordinarily... Around the TPC River Highlands, it's a bit of a birdie fest, but with some blustery conditions and some firming greens and a golf course where the advanced staff and the uh, and and the green superintendent, the people here, had started to put more of a sand base. They'd top dressed the fairways so much more. Everything was firming up. You know, the, normally this place can be quite receptive. So it was a strange sort of an afternoon, but it was uh, it, it was less. I think that was what was noticeable in the scoring and on television that it seems like the winds were kicking up a little bit. Things were getting more difficult. And what it did, Mark, is it allowed some of these low scores in the morning to post and the leaders never really got out ahead. So now as we head into Sunday, we have 16 golfers within three shots of the lead. Yeah, and I tell you what, all of a sudden, uh, defending champion Dustin Johnson is not too far away from things after a round of, um, what, he shoot five under, I think it was today. Yes. Um, so, yeah, it, it's going to be furious tomorrow. Um, thankfully, I've got an early morning flight Monday morning um, because I've gotten every sense now that there might be a playoff. We've started <laughs> here before. And the way the golf course stacks up, if you post, uh, and if it stays like it did today, you know, it, it might be a handsome sort of a total. So, um, yeah, it's it's going to be fascinating stuff coming down the stretch, especially with just, like I said, the way the golf course goes. You know, but you can typically typically get it. Then you've got 15, the drivable four, where if you had a good tee shot, you could make a three. And then 16 is a difficultish three. And 17, you've got to be awake. And 18, anything can happen. So uh, a lot of strokes can change the final hour of play or so. Well, the three-time champ is at it again. Bubba Watson tied atop the leaderboard at 10 under par. It was a 2-under 68 on Saturday in which he, uh, <laughs> I like this, bogeys 14, birdies 15, bogeys 16, birdies 17. Should have made another one on 18. But Mark, the three-time champ, a guy who has just absolutely dominated at TPC River Highlands, is one shot clear of the chase pack and tied with Craig. Hickok. Yeah, it's it's unbelievable for a guy who plays the game like Bubba does that a golf course like this would just have him so comfortable. Um, but the more I look at the golf course, the more it occurs to me that this is a second shot sort of a place. And some of the holes you can feel hemmed in off the tee 
Um, but Bubba just seems so comfortable. He says the place is like a second home. Um, the greens, to me, in a funny way, they're not as fast, but the slopes on them are sort of like Augusta National a little bit. And, and you can take those defensive lines and use the camber of the slope to sort of feed the ball towards the cup. And that he's a master at that sort of a stuff. And look, he's been the game's been trending for him. You know, he was a part of the weekend action, but for a bad weekend last week at the U.S. Open. So the game is there. And so uh, good to see him playing well again, because I'll tell you what, he loves it here and the people love him here because he's just done so much for the community, for the charities around here, for the hole in the wall gang camp. He's he stroked a check for two hundred thousand dollars. I think it was the one time when the camp burned down. So, you know, he does so much for this community around here and, and the folks love him for it. Absolutely well-deserved uh, praise in Connecticut for Bubba Watson. The man he's tied with is Kramer Hickok, who's ranked 331st in the world. He has one Corn Ferry Tour win. He has two McKenzie Tour wins. His best finish this season is a T8 at the 2020 Bermuda Championship. I guess that was last season. And Mark, you know, I, I wonder because this, this always keeps me interested. A guy who does not have much experience at the top of the leaderboard sees his name on top of the leaderboard by two shots and immediately gives one back on 17 and immediately gives one back on 18 to go into the uh, final 18 holes tied at the top. Yeah, I I, I want to say that perhaps adrenaline got the better of him coming down the stretch there because of some tee shots that uh, second shots I should say that he hit through hit farther than he should and they went through the backs of greens like through 16 today was just a no go zone, but you're playing back into a breeze there and you try to carve one in there and it didn't work out so well makes a bogey there um, hits one downwind on 17 that just came out like a rocket went long and he had no chance from there. And and same thing on 18. It was just a poor wedge, really. But I was following him, and, and it's the first time I'd watched him play. And i got to tell you, Rick, I was very impressed. He's well-organized. He seems like he's got an easy demeanor about him. Um, he goes about his business without too much flash and pomp and circumstance. And, and he seemed to hit the right shot at the right time. So, look, it's going to be a, a new environment for him tomorrow. But heck, he's in with as good a chance, in my opinion, as anybody, because he seems comfortable around here. And you figure the green spins out. I was talking with his caddy, Will Lanier, and he said on Friday, he actually played beautifully, but just left putt short the whole day. Well, today his speed was fantastic. And so I think if he has that tomorrow, heck, he's playing well enough to, to make himself a factor, in my opinion. Hickok and Bubba Watson out in the final group at 1.55 Eastern time. The penultimate group, Russell Henley, Cam Smith. Smith made 16 birdies so far through the event. It's tied for the most in the field. But let's talk about Russell Henley here, Mark, because I was really interested to see how he was going to respond to the Sunday at Torrey Pines. One of the three guys atop the leaderboard after 54 last week at the U.S. Open. I can't remember what he shot exactly, 74, 75, maybe something like that on on Sunday at Torrey Pines. And I think there was a lot of questions on how he was going to bounce back off of that. And he has answered those questions pretty resoundingly. Well, he's just playing so well. And I mean, I was speaking with him on the, on the practice facility before the round and we were just catching up. He actually lives about not even five minutes from where I live in Columbus, Georgia. And so he's like, so I'm like, how are you doing? And he goes, no good. I'm just a little tired, but you, that's to be expected. And I'm like, and how does the game feel? And he says, look, I, I feel really good. And he's hitting balls on the range and just looked free. 
um, and he looked like the golf swing was coming to him easy. So I said to him, um, so what is the preferred shot right now? And he said, well, normally I try and draw it, but it just seems to be fading right now, so I'm going with it. And so that said to me that this is a guy whose mind is clear. He's like, I don't have to be perfect. I know I'm playing well. Uh, I can hit whatever I need to hit. And, and he's got good control of the distance with the irons, really, I thought. And and then I was. it's so fun to watch him play because on a day where putts could get away from you on these greens, every putty hit bar about two. They, they rolled at the hole. And he knocked these things three, four feet by and never seemed phased about this sort of stuff. So he's sort of got that uh, aim and fire, that point and shoot thing about him, and he just lets it go. And 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 because of that, I think he he's, I don't want to say the man to beat tomorrow, but he just looks like he's playing with a lot of freedom. And he looks like he doesn't really care what happens, which is sort of Dustin Johnson-esque in a way. And, and, and Henley, he's won before, and he's not afraid of going low. And if it's a birdie fest tomorrow, he's got that gear about him. Mm, maybe the man to beat on Sunday. We'll take an eye at his odds in a second. I want to talk about Jason Day before we do that because what we saw, uh, I guess this would have been Friday into Saturday, was his first 36-hole lead or co-lead in a non-major since the 2017 AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am. Now, Mark, we talked with him, Kyle and I did, earlier this week. We got a lot into confidence and how uh, he needs to continue to build up his confidence and get good results and get himself back in the mix and we're starting to see that this week he is one behind the leaders of course the big storyline when when jason day gets on camera is always the back he seems to walk around very very gingerly pick up his ball put it down he reached for his back after his drive on 18 so there's a lot of other question marks both mentally and physically right now for jason day yeah, I uh, had a long conversation with Ian Baker Finch, colleague of mine, um, before the broadcast today. And and Finchy knows him well. We all know Jason well. And I hadn't talked to him, but Ian had. And Ian said that Jason had said that the back issues are not sinister in any way. It's just a muscle pull, where previously it's not the the the, the joints, the the discs in the lower back that were causing him issues. So so it's just muscular. He's a little tight. You know, the sort of stuff happens. You know, he's a new dad, and so I'm sure there's a whole lot going on around the house over there. And uh, and the beauty about it is he's found a way to compete around this. You know, he used to have a very violent uh, action where he'd drive really hard with the hips, and a lot of spine extension through the bowl. But now he looks like he's generating some pace with his arm swing, and his feet are quite grounded. And, and that's not a bad way to play. Um, I, I didn't see much of his run, but I heard from our show, and it didn't sound like he missed too much to the left-hand side. He's got good control, and the guy can put the dots off the thing. So if he does what he's supposed to do on the greens tomorrow, he too will be a factor. Just one back, he knows how to win. And yes, I know it's been a while, but these guys, all of the guys at the top, bar Hickok, have won. You know, I look down the list there. KH Lee, Garnett's won, Dustin Johnson's won, Bryson's won, Watson, Henley. They're all winners, Smith. It's just not Hickok. Hickok. And Jason Day's won too, and he's a major champion. So maybe tomorrow is his day. Um, I think it's it's less the back than what it is just making putts when it means something tomorrow afternoon. Mm, interesting. Okay, we'll keep an eye on that. And we're going to take a look at the odds board, see what our friends over at William Hill have to say about all this. But first, we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners. And we're back. 
All right, Mark, no surprise that Bubba Watson is the man to beat via our friends at William Hill. They're not going to get burned on the three-time champion. He is plus 333. Cam Smith right behind, plus 700. He's going to start the day one shot back. Russell Henley, 8-1, to one, also at that 9-under one shot back, along with Jason Day and Kramer Hickok. Uh, Hickok actually tied for the lead, but Day and Hickok are both 9-1. to one. And then the curious one to me is Harris English at 12-1. to one. In, uh, English... Two shots back, won the Tournament of Champions earlier earlier this year, played well outside of a couple shots coming in on Saturday. He's 12-1, to 1, but what do you see when you look at this, Mark? Well, Bubba, it's sensible that he's the favorite because he's won here three times before. But as you look down the, the event for how it's been going with him, because, look, we know Bubba can hit the thing. Uh, he shows up. And he hits the ball out the middle of the club face every single time. Uh, that, that is a given. It's the craziest thing. But if there's an Achilles heel with a flat stick, and if he's going to win tomorrow, um, I have to forecast. But today it was tough sledding. And you had to make that four, five, six-foot putt range a bunch. You know, if it was not for birdies, certainly for pars. And so if he can find a way to turn the tide with a putter, which was going in the wrong direction today, then obviously he should be the favorite. But I'm here to tell you, Cameron Smith puts it great, okay? So I wouldn't turn an eye to him. Russell Henley puts it great. I wouldn't turn my back on him. Jason Day, same deal. He didn't putt well today. And you've got all these guys stacked up behind him that are used to putting really well. And um, I, so it's, it's going to be fascinating coming down the stretch. So right now, I could make a compelling case for each and every one of these guys. Um, but if I, was, if, if I was laying hard-earned cash on this stuff right now, I, I'm, I'm still sort of in the Russell Henley train. He, I said to my spotter today, sort of on, I think it was like the 11th hole, I said to him, I'm like, Russell's going to win. And Greg, my spotter, who's been around the block for a long time, he looks at me and he goes, I can see that. And so I, I have a sense that he's going to take what happened last week, put it behind him a little bit, just swing freely like he is, you know, knock a few putts down, post something, and then maybe pip whoever in a playoff. So... So, so I'm high on Henley, who's going to take next week off, incidentally. I asked him what you're going to do, and he goes, hmm, just look after babies. He goes, I'm going to be changing diapers, and I'm going to put the golf clubs up for the week. So uh, Henley, for me, for the win um, prior to a week off next week. All right. I think my head says Bubba. I think my heart says Jason Dan, I think my wallet is going to say Harris English because at 12 to one, I'm not sure I can pass that one. Uh, Mark, you keep saying the P word playoff. I think, are you, are you trying to speak this into existence? I know you're not. <laughs> I'm really not. Um, yeah, but it's just, again, the way this golf course shapes up um, when you've got a drivable four and 15, which you can see anything from two to six, if you get on the wrong side of affairs, 16 today with Swirling winds over that water was a tough proposition, even though it's only about 165 yards. 17, it's not as hard as it used to play because now these guys just go with irons off the tee. But you have to be careful. You can make a bogey quickly. And then 18, it, it, it receives wedges. So you could see any sort of stuff happening over the final few holes. So, uh, um, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking there might be a playoff. All right. Well, if there is or if there's not, we'll be back after round four to break it all down. But for now, that'll do it. Let me thank producer Jacob does all the hard work behind the scenes that right there. That's Mark Immelman. Who you can find at Mark underscore Immelman. You can find me at Rick run good. This has been the first cut and we'll catch you next time. 